0: Welcome, friend of to the Town Hall Academy, your only and original weekly single-subject form for the... Aftermarket Perpetual Student. It's Carm Capriato. And, and have I told you how much fun I'm having co-hosting AftermarketWeekly.com with Tom Ham? Well, we're bringing a new and necessary fun magazine-style show live on Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time. You can watch it live on Facebook or on our own AftermarketWeekly.com website. Tune in to see a live shop tour each and every week. It's been too much fun. And You'll even learn something. Hey, this is an episode I've wanted to do for some time. This living paycheck to paycheck syndrome that consumes about seventy-eight percent of Americans can be corrected. Many spend beyond what they make, and, and when they get a raise, the differential's gone. Also, it's usually a spending problem, not an earning problem. My panel includes Daniel Bowman, Dave Martin, Frank Scandura, and Drew Horton, who have firsthand knowledge of helping others or themselves. Hey, there is a bunch of great insights here, and you can find them on the show notes page at remarkableresults.biz slash A177. These key talking points will make for a great meeting agenda. a very important note about Shopware, who is an important partner sponsor of the Academy Contactless service is key to keeping your bays full while remaining six feet apart. Shopware's completely digital workflow will wow your customers and keep your profits up. Tara from Topol Service Center commented recently, thank God for this amazing cloud-based software during this difficult time. She can't imagine life without it right now. And thanks to Carolyn, she says, at hashtag Team Shopware. Book a demo at GetShopware.com. This episode is so important, you'll need to schedule a lunch and learn with your team. Use the audio or the video, your choice, but you owe it to you and your people to run this show and then talk about it. Here's a taste.
1: Uh, I think a lot of people spend a lot of money just to feel comfortable, you know, comfort and to be free of that peer pressure.
2: Keeping up know. with the Joneses,
1: right? Exactly. You're thirsty. You'd like a cup of coffee. Well, go to Starbucks. It's very available. Um, What they don't realize is that later in life, they're going to be
0: uncomfortable. Hey, I recently got to the beach with friends and had dinner by Lake Erie. First time in a very long time. I was careful and wore my mask when in a crowd or close to people. It felt good to get out and spread our wings and our move to some normalcy. All I ask is that if you're out and about, please be careful. Don't let your guard down. Hey, start watching for a neat new feature. I'm going to record some select interviews on video. You are now going to be able to see a vidcast of the actual interview, just like in the town hall of Now, when they are available, I'll let you know and I understand the beauty of the audio podcast because you can listen in just about any place in any situation. But watching the action is a fun alternative. As an example, episode 546 with Kirk Richardson about COVID-19 has the companion video. Check it out. Now, let's talk financial help for your team. We welcome you to the Town Hall Academy, episode 177. We're calling this Financial Help for Your Team. It's an episode that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I think, I believe I've recruited one hell of a panel to impress upon you the kind of things we need to do for our team. Why? Who's living paycheck to paycheck? Frank is going to bring us a fabulous statistics, a mind-blowing statistic, a mind blowing statistic. And if that percentage of the population agrees with that, then this is a wonderful, wonderful episode to listen to. We're not saving enough. We're spending too much, and budget's a dirty word. I've been concerned. I'm sure you are. And that's what this discussion is all about. Who's with me? Fabulous panel, Daniel Bowman, owner of Highway 7 Service Center, Newell, Iowa.
3: Hello, Carm.
0: Glad to have you here. Dave Martin, owner of Martin's Auto Repair, Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you, Carm, for having me. Good to see you. Same here, Dave. Uh, About three weeks ago, Dave and I uh, did did an episode. We released it. It, it, Just an excellent episode. Something very worthy of uh, your time. Frank Scandura is also with us. Owner of Frank's European Service, Las Vegas, Nevada. Been a great contributor to the show. And in fact, the new show that I do every Tuesdays at noon, Aftermarketweekly.com, the live fast-paced magazine show that I do with Tom Hamm. It was Frank's shop that we did the live shop tour every week we do a live shop tour so go to aftermarketweekly.com right up on the home page you'll see the latest episode and you can watch frank give us a tour of his place
2: thank you carm it was uh, fun doing the show
0: it was great it was great thank you so much and it's 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 been so much fun to do that show it's so different so different than anything in the aftermarket and also with us is drew horton technician at Highway 7 Service Center, Newell, Iowa. And in my screen on the above right there, Danielle uh, is your boss, right? Yes. Yes, she is. (laughs) You have benefited from the support that you've gotten from the Bowmans as far as helping you have less debt, pay down your bills, and the whole uh, Dave Ramsey financial peace program. And, and that's what we're really here to talk about. Because if you want on your very own as a shop owner to help people, you can. But the beauty of being able to rely on Dave Ramsey's course and philosophy is one big thing. Frank, I want to start with you. You looked up a statistic for us about uh, this paycheck to paycheck thing. Let's start this off.
2: And it actually comes from uh, Ramsey Solutions. Seventy-eight, seven-eight percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Of those, 50% are worried about it. So here's two very alarming things. Too many people are living paycheck to paycheck and not enough are worried about it. So it's a big deal. I have found that the reasons why people live paycheck to paycheck is not an income problem, but a spending problem. I'm fortunate enough to have uh, actually facilitated uh, the Dave Ramsey class at least once a year for the last eight or nine years. And we've offered it to our employees and some have taken it, some have not. We've gifted it to some family members. Some have taken it, some have not. I have a completely new approach. I have one of my lead techs who just happened to mention the burden of his debt. And and I said, Pablo, if you take this class and you don't think it's the best $100 you've spent, I will give you your money back. Well, just yesterday, he thanked me again. He no longer gets, in the middle of the month, stressed about how many hours he needs to flag to pay his bills. He's got money saved up. He's got almost all of his debt paid off. And he said the
0: difference in the amount of pressure that he's under at
2: work is
0: enormous. Wait a minute. Frank, let me stop you. The amount of stress at work is probably less. Absolutely.
2: Right. It's almost non-existent because he no longer has to think, I need more hours, I need more hours, I have to stay late, I have to come early, I need more, I need more, I need more, because he now knows how to
0: handle what he's given, right? Drew, can you relate to any of that story? Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know that I was ever terribly worried about flagging hours, but there were definitely times where you know, I was worried about money and how we were going to get things paid for.
0: Walk with me for an example. You just got a thirty percent raise because Danielle just was she was the kindest lady in the world, and you got it. A year later, you say uh, I can't pay my bills, and isn't that one of the biggest problems that we live way beyond our means, uh, team?
1: Yes, absolutely, Frank. You're you're totally correct that it's a spending problem, not a, not an income problem, typically.
2: Yeah, well, here's what happens, right? And and not just technicians, but most people. Here's their paycheck, right. and here's how far they can see. They cannot see past that next paycheck. And, and that's why it is so important to teach these lessons, um, to give them that opportunity to step back, see the big picture. It's an absolute life changer. What really helps, what's really effective is when you get somebody mad and they don't know where all the money went. Yeah. Wait a minute. What do you mean I had this much money and I don't know where it went?
1: Yeah. What do I have to show for it?
2: Yes.
3: That was an eye-opener for me. When I started Dave Ramsey, I did the program in 2011 for the first time. I've done it many times since. But the first task I think I did was write down all of my expenses and just track it for a month. And you do that and I'm like, I spent like $700 eating out this month. Like I had no idea. But you're right. Like you just have no idea. You you don't have money, but you don't know why you don't have money. That's
0: exactly it. Yes. Let's go back just a few years. I've been married for 43 years. <laughs> a few years. Way back in the early days when we wanted to buy a house, we sacrificed. We put ourselves on a budget. We said we're not going out to dinner. We did the kind of things that got us to our goals. Dave Ramsey wasn't around yet. He may have been as young as me and he wasn't on fire yet, but we ended up accomplishing those goals. Today, it just seems like you got to go out, you got to be seen, you got to spend, you got to have. What happened?
2: I'll tell you what happened. The financial institutes made it too easy and no true burden. Okay. Um, I've had a couple of people work in the banking industry who've taken the class with me who quit their jobs because they were so conflicted after learning financial principles. So uh, you can't walk into a bank without being offered a loan, a line of credit, um, a credit card, or overdraft protection. Here, here's a number for you, all right? Write this down 39 billion. 39 billion billion thats the number of dollars banks have
0: collected in overdraft fees we did a show on banking three weeks ago and the banker who was on you know banking relationships between the service professional and her her eyes twinkled a little bit when she talked about overdraft and fees
2: (laughs) now you know why that's the stuff that buys new cars and swimming pools for bankers big houses okay and and how does that help the average american Right when you go into the bank, I'm going to open a checking account. Okay, how would you like this protection in case you ever accidentally overdraft? Instead of let me teach you how to never accidentally overdraft. Right, that's the difference.
3: I think too. Um, with that said, I mean different generations. So, Carm, you were talking about how you saved and then you you know would buy or purchase something when you had it. For like Drew and I, not to pick on ages or anything here. But for Drew and I, if we weren't taught that growing up from our parents, who's going to? So I feel a responsibility as an owner to my team to be able to share the knowledge that I had. I, I mean, first of all, my parents did share that financial information with me and then I took classes and learned more. But there's a lot of people out there that just think it's normal to live paycheck to paycheck. They don't even understand that you can be debt-free. They just think it's normal to always have a car payment and a house payment and all these payments. And they don't even consider that they could be debt-free and have no payments.
1: Yeah, the majority of society
3: thinks <laughs> that way. Yes. Yeah.
4: You know, for me, it's my employees weren't living paycheck to paycheck. They didn't even make it to their next paycheck. And I started something back in the early days, I started giving them advances. This thought process was, well, if I give them advances, at least they won't steal or, you know, and, and I, I, I'm trying to help my employees out, but I, I did them really no favors. And of course, I'd sit down and talk to them and tell them, hey, look, you know, you need to budget your money and you do this, but I became dad and who listens to their dad or their mom. You know what I mean? After a while you don't. So you get to the point where when I sent them to financial peace, they had to listen to somebody else, somebody, somebody different and a different voice. And they, it resonated with them. And I don't give advances to, to this day because of it. And another thing I was going to say to, uh, I think it was Danielle's point is that these payday loan places are making a fortune. People. Yeah. Yeah predatory. Yeah. They're making a fortune. And the reason they're making a fortune is cuz of what we're talking about right now is, is people don't make it paycheck to paycheck.
0: Drew, uh, are, you, are you living paycheck to paycheck or not, man?
4: No, I wouldn't say that.
0: Drew, how long has it been since you went through the class?
1: Took it last February, so a year and 3 or 4 months.
0: Are you in better shape now? Oh yeah. Married?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Our marriage has improved. No doubt about that.
0: <laughs> it's so true. In what way? In what way, Drew?
1: start a relationship and how we make financial decisions together we're just overall happier we're not so stressed out about money just in general we're happier
0: and it is because you know that there's a way to deal with it there's there's a, right. there's a plan behind it there's a discipline that exists and when you don't have any of that the friction i don't know isn't, isn't financial discussions among couples one of the one of the top one or two issues
2: yeah most of them aren't a discussion, so we're usually screaming matches. It's like (laughs) Ramsey Solutions teaches um, how to determine who's the nerd and who's the free spirit. Because the free spirit's like, you know, tiptoeing through tulips, it'll be fine, the money will be there, let's go on vacation, let's go to Disneyland. And the nerd's like, here's my seven spreadsheets, I've done the analysis, and, you know, 62.7% probability, we're not going to make it. And here's a stat for you too. A couple with $10,000 debt and no savings is twice as likely to get divorced as a couple with $10,000 in savings and no debt. And Drew's got the perfect example and it changes lives and it makes you communicate on levels that are very uncomfortable, right? We teach the nerd starts the meeting, starts the budget, hands it to the free spirit and never says another word. And the free spirit has got to make a change because it's really easy to say, whatever you want, honey. And then it's a train wreck when it doesn't work.
0: Hey, today's pandemic is causing so much stress and uncertainty for everyone right now, especially shop owners. Now, how do I make sure that my staff and my customers stay protected while still moving cars through the bays? Contactless service is our new normal. And having a shop management system that not only supports this, but actually helps your business thrive through it all is key. Shopware's digital workflow with remote pay will provide that solution for you. Amy Matnett from Auto Craftsman recently commented on social media, and I quote, I can't even express how grateful I am that I jumped on board with Shopware on January 1st. Would have never guessed that I would be the only one writing service at my shop, as I haven't worked in the shop for the last 15 years. But she goes on and says, I'm running my shop nonstop every day with Shopware to help me not only get the job done easier and faster but am totally wowing my customers, end quote. Hey, if you want to wow your customers too, request a demo at GetShopware.com. Remember the housing bubble that we had, the financial bubble back in 2008, life-changing for all of us? I'll never forget saying to Ann as we were stumbling through the channels and there's an HDTV program of a young couple getting ready to buy a house Young, late 20s, $750,000 house. I'm looking there and I go to Ann and I say, What do you think he does for a living? How much do you think he makes? And they want to have a family. How's that going to happen? And how are they going to afford this mortgage? Now, they got married, they have rich parents. I'm trying to come up with the justification as to how they could afford the mortgage payment. It's kind of an elixir for so many people saying, well, if that 20-something couple can do that, why can't I? And now I'm a little worried about today, even though we've got COVID and we've got financial challenges, you could get a brand new car with zero down and 84 months to pay for it. I mean, I, I can't wait to see the ad that says 90 or 120 months. To me, I think credit, we're, we're pushing credit a little too far down, or if you will, up the scale of justifying the things that we can do.
3: Frank, you can help me out with this quote yep. a little bit. If I say it wrong, let me know. But Dave Ramsey says something along the lines like, live like no one else. So later you can live and give like no one else. Absolutely. I, th- I think what happens for, happened to me is my parents, when I went to college and then graduated from college and were on my own, I wanted everything they had because they had a beautiful home, but they worked years To get there and sacrifice to get there. And I wanted it straight out of college. I wanted all the things. And so when Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else now, and Drew, you do an incredible job of this, but he's chose to live like no one else now, meaning sacrifice now so later he can live and give like no one else. And that's the discipline. That's the hard part.
4: (laughs) You nailed it. Perfect. I've been married for 28 years and almost 28 years now, and uh, it has to be one goal. And that's one of the things that we found out, you know, my daughter, we sent her to college and I paid for the college, but we sacrificed to send her to college. And and you're exactly right. There is a sacrifice and we had to sit down and go, hey, uh, how are we going to do this? Are we going to, we're going to pay for the college, but this is what we're going to do to sacrifice to to pay for the college because we're not going into debt. We're not going to go borrow money. And and that's one of the things that we didn't do and uh, we don't do it is sacrifice. You're absolutely right. It has to be one goal.
0: Dave, uh, you told me pay cash, pay off everything, survive, be happy at the end of the month. You got some money in the bank.
4: Absolutely. you know, and, and, I, and I'll be honest with you. I do use credit cards in my business, but I pay them off every month. I haven't paid interest on a credit card in probably 20 years. I just don't do that. And, and, and I get free airline miles out of it. So I, I, I use the points to, to be able to, to travel to training and stuff like that. So it works out really good for me. But yeah, you have to be disciplined. You can't go out there and spend more than you can pay at the end of the month. Isn't that fun?
0: I mean, to, to me, it's just, I don't owe anybody anything. You, know, you get the statement, you open it up next month, and you see that you haven't paid any interest or fees all year. To me, that's a game to be sure that you're always at zero. It's a fun game,
2: too. See, there's two games in the financial world. There's the FICO scam, and there's the financial freedom right? And uh, so many people fall into the trap of you have to have a good credit score. You have to have a good credit score. And the only way you get a good credit score is by constantly borrowing and repaying in this game. And it's truly sad.
1: People make decisions just to increase their credit score. Yeah.
2: If you go to buy a car and your score is 400, you're not getting the same deal as a guy with an 850 score. You're not getting the same deal as the guy with money.
4: And I think it's a generational thing, too. You know, my dad, um, when, when I was growing up, going to the bank and borrowing money was was no problem. And, and debt was not a big deal for him. He could sleep at night and it was no problem. My, when I was growing up, I'm thinking, how, how the heck can you lay your head down at the pillow every night and go to sleep when you've got you know, you got mounds of debt? It just it, it doesn't work with me.
2: My dad was the same way, Dave. And you're, you're an anomaly if you saw that as a young person because my dad taught me when you want something you buy it you don't save for the future you don't save money you know pay your bills you always had a car payment you're always going to have a car payment you might as well get a car every two years and there's no <laughs> sense in changing the oil or the tires you're going to get another one in two years and that's how he lived and yeah. he died broke he died absolutely
0: broke i have a question maybe for drew maybe for danielle but for the team
4: what are we overspending on I'd say Starbucks. It, it's really the little little things that 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 one of the things that, and I think Danielle touched on this earlier, is is that when you start to look at what you're spending and it's dollars, it's it's five dollars, it's ten dollars, and at the end of the month it all adds up to seven hundred dollars or a thousand, and and that's where you 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 don't realize it because it's such a small amount of money.
0: It's one hundred and twenty dollars a month at a four dollar crack at Starbucks every day, and some people tell me they go twice. So that's 240 bucks just in coffee. I think you can own a coffee tree.
2: <laughs> you could own a retirement account that will make you retire wealthy. And that's the sacrifice. And where Danielle mentioned earlier, the living now like no one else, because everybody else is at Starbucks. Everyone else is going out to dinner. And you want to talk about peer pressure? Forget high school. Go to a church and then get pressured to go to dinner or go to lunch after service is worse than anything I've ever experienced in high
0: school i haven't seen drew and his wife uh at their favorite restaurant in a while i wonder why are you guys doing okay right or i saw frank and his wife out man they're doing really well
2: not not right yeah and i gotta throw another stat at you because i I, obviously i'm the nerd in the family (laughs) years ago when there was a 13 week course on the on the dave ramsey class he taught that If you use your credit card personally, Dave, this doesn't apply to you because I know you're probably in really good control in the business expenses. But personally, when you use a credit card for all of your purchases with the intent to pay it off at the end of the month, because of the disconnect between you and your money, you tend to spend 10 to 15% more. And when I heard that, I was that guy with the Southwest credit card getting my free Southwest tickets because I love to fly for free in the bus that flies. I actually went home and did a 12-month analysis on where my money was spending. And and Daniel, I spent a lot more than that eating out and was (laughs) embarrassed at how much we ate out. And then I looked at that total at the end of the year, what I put on that credit card. And I looked at it and I said... If I can save 10% of my spending just by not using this credit card, I can buy an airplane. And it worked. We stopped using it and our savings started to creep up. And uh, if I wanted to, I could buy an airplane. now Not a fancy one, but an airplane. So it worked.
0: What are we overspending on, Drew? Uh,
1: I think a lot of people spend a lot of money just to feel comfortable. You know, comfort and to be free of that peer pressure.
2: Keeping up with the Joneses.
1: Exactly. You're thirsty. You'd like a cup of coffee. Well, go to Starbucks. It's very available. Um, What they don't realize is that later in life, they're going to be uncomfortable.
0: You know what? I found out that the Walmart French roast is as good as the Starbucks. And I say 50 cents a cup and I'm only paying 33 cents versus, I don't know, four or five. And so uh, I think I'm going to get ready to do a spreadsheet on how much money I've saved drinking Keurig. You know, I won't spend anything more than 35 cents for a Keurig cup. That's just maybe me. <laughs> and again, I try to get back. it down to 20. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, thanks for saying that, Drew. We spend we spend money to make us comfortable. Does that mean going out to dinner, too?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Were you were you guys very, very guilty of that?
1: Yes, <laughs> It would be uncomfortable to sit at home and cook and do the dishes. It'd be more comfortable to go out.
0: You swiped the card for $59. That included the tip for the dinner for both of you. And you didn't think anything about that. It made me feel good. You know, we we posted the fact that we were at Charlie's Bar and Grill. And, you know, the world saw us and we're doing so well. Is that a indication of doing well?
2: Depends on who you ask. Right, it's like the lawyer answer. It depends. So anybody who's in business should read. If you haven't, the man next door, the neighbor next door, or something like that. It's a book where these guys set out to market the people, and they went after people who had perceived wealth. They were driving fancy car, had fancy clothes, had fancy watches, and they couldn't sell them anything. And then they researched why, and it's because the average person who is driving at that level, the BMW, the Mercedes, the the Porsche, and all that other stuff, are broke. They're living on the edge, trying to oppress people they don't even know. Living in neighborhoods, thinking they have to be in a certain school district, thinking I have to be in a gated community, when the truth is they don't. So the average self-made millionaire drives either an F one fifty or a Buick, right? So when you're looking around at people and you see somebody shuffling around in their flip flops and their you know and their shorts, don't judge that guy. I worked at the Mercedes dealership, and and somebody came in half intoxicated, look like a slob looking at the cars. And I remember none of the salesmen would talk to him. And the newest guy was prodded. You have to go talk to him. You're the next up. You have to go get him. The guy bought a $75,000 Mercedes on his American express card. So you never know. By looking at somebody. And and that's the mistake they make is, oh, I have to look a certain way. I have to have a watch, the right car, the white right right, the, rots the right neighborhood. You're missing out. That's not living
0: inspired. So, gang, this has been a great dialogue, and, and I hope that this will be an episode that we can point people to inside of our industry that are struggling. Why? Because we're all peers to them in the automotive aftermarket as, as independent service providers. But how do we get started along the way? Danielle, you're a shop owner, Dave, Frank. Uh, Frank, you mentioned a little earlier, you know, I offered it up to my people, but there's shop owners out there listening and says, you know, I, I'm bought in, we have this problem, I see this problem, it exists, I know it. Uh, we're on the fringe of credit bust. How do I bring this kind of discipline into my place?
3: Okay. So for the shop owner, you got to start. Brett has a quote that he always says, my husband, and it says something, you don't have to be great to start. You have to start to be great or something like that. Um, You just got to do it. you got to be disciplined and you have to do it. I mean, Drew's a good example of that. I know he's more of the, the team member versus the owner. I mean, his wife just decided... They're going to do it, and they set a goal to be debt free. I believe by the end of this year, and they're on track. And so, even as a shop owner, if you want to do this and you feel like you're, you know, underwater and you can't, you can do it. And Dave Ramsey has a great program out there. You don't have to recreate anything if you follow what he says. You will get out of debt and you will be successful. So you just have to start.
0: I, I want to go to Dave and Frank, but I just had this fleeting thought, Drew. Another boring night at home. We're not going out. We're not having dinner. You know, we're not drinking beer with friends. What gets you through that? I mean, is it just let's go out for a drive? Or I mean, what gets you through the fact that you're disciplining your spending?
1: It helps to enjoy each other's company. (laughs) (laughs) Doing things together as a team.
3: You shared with me too, Drew, about seeing the progress that you're making. Right. You knocked out another debt. You knocked out another debt. Like, seeing, like I feel like that k- keeps you going because you see the end. Like, you see right. that it's possible and that you're, right. you're gaining traction and getting rid of your debt. Yeah.
0: Is gamification part of this? You know, making it a game?
4: Can be. Kind of like a competition. Only if you're the free spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it de- definitely can be, you know, the thing of it is, is, is you, you have a gold, there's a finish line that you're trying to get to. And the thing of it is, is, is along the way, you want to have a little bit of fun with it. Um, you don't want to be totally miserable about it. So you, 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 have to try to make it into, into something as a, as a kind of a challenge, a game, whatever you want to call it. And you both have to have the same goal. And when you accomplish that, it's, it's amazing because your life is less stressful.
1: We have a a bit of a ritual when we go to make the last payment on something. When we pay off a debt completely, we do it together. (laughs) She waits till I'm home from work, and we do it together, and then we give a big high five (laughs) to celebrate.
2: That's awesome.
1: That is so awesome.
0: I remember my parents and all of my aunts and uncles burned their mortgage. It's not that likely that you're going to stay in your first house for 30 years today, but then they did. And that was their first and their last house. And that mortgage burning party was just a, a big thing. A uh, comment here from Jim to all panelists. This is one of my favorite topics. I'm glad you're doing it. I wish people focused on this more. more. Most people don't understand the concept of sacrifice and living like no other. Sacrifice is hard, but it's mandatory for long-term success. Um,
4: the importance of saving, Dave. Uh, you know, in giving back. Absolutely. You know, Dave Ramsey has a has a saying that he talks about: if you're broke, you can't you can't help anybody else. You can't do charity. You can't give back to your community. Do do charitable things. So along the way, we give back. I'm I'm also involved in a charity, a, a couple of different charities, and I'm I'm also involved in a couple of different automotive groups that do a lot of charity stuff too. And it's a good feeling that to know that you you're able to do that. You're able to give back.
3: That's something that keeps me going too. You talked about um, maybe owners that are trying to, you know, get rid of debt or to try something like this. Um, I'm a big giver, and so being debt free for me means that I can give, and I don't have to worry about that. And so, I, I think that's incredible. I think community is important. I think family is important. Friends. It's exciting to be able to give back what you've worked so hard for because then you're not worried. You're not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. So the, the finances are okay that you can do that.
0: Dave, you said 10% uh, you should give back?
4: Well, we do. We give and sometimes more, but I mean, we usually do give give about 10% because I, I, I spread it out amongst a, a lot of things that I'm involved in but yeah we we end up at the end of the end of the year giving back 10 sometimes even 15% but usually of your profits yeah and that's the only yeah it's the only thing you can give is your profits uh, i also at uh, the the church i go to they were actually building a uh, they want to build a new school and so they're trying to raise money for it so what i did was instead of putting a discount in the in the bulletin I went and put in there that uh, any customers come from, from this church, uh, I'm giving you back 3% to the building, building fund. That was a great deal because people just saw that, that was something really good. It, it's helping the community and everybody can see the results of that.
0: Drew, you said to me, uh, it's easy to fall, uh, fall off track or lose the gazelle intensity. Explain that one.
4: It sure can be. It's
1: definitely a mindset. It's a state of mind. And you go through the financial piece, university, and you're taking the classes and you're getting fired up. You're doing the debt snowball and you're starting with your smallest debt, so you're paying them off often. Next thing you know, you're six months in and, well, you've kind of slacked off a little bit. You haven't haven't paid a, a new debt off in a while, so you're not as fired up about it. Sometimes you need something to snap you back. We did the Financial Peace University, and then I think it was last August or September. Uh, Dave had a free live event. Uh, I think it was a two-hour event. It was basically just all nights of the Financial Peace class summed up into a crammed into a couple hours, and we watched that together, and and that you know fired us back up.
0: I have so enjoyed this, gang. Uh, this was so important. It was a long time coming. I can't believe I've waited 175 weeks to do a show on overcoming your debt and this whole, you know, the whole Dave Ramsey financial peace thing. I want to give each of you an opportunity to say something to the audience, to maybe cover something that we didn't. The goal is where do we get this financial class how could we look it up Um, and and how could I bring that personal discipline inside of my company and help my people find financial peace Uh, let me start with you Frank
2: Okay, so uh, DaveRamsey.com, find a class. And there's a lot of free stuff on that website to get you started without going to a class. The class costs anywhere from 100 to 130 bucks. It'll be the best money you've ever spent in your life. It's a faith-based class. So if that's outside of your comfort zone, just go in with an open mind. The principles work. Don't block yourself from financial freedom because you don't agree with something. So go for it. The last thing is the budget is the critical component. A budget is not... Restrictive. It is not bad. It is telling your money where it's allowed to go before it's gone. That's all the budget is.
4: I would say if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to make some changes, it's a great start Um, and stay diligent. And, you know, it's like trying to get into shape you know, after a while going to the gym on a regular basis, um, after a while you kind of lose motivation. It seems like you, you know, it gets to the point where you start eating crappy again, or, or you, or you don't go as much to the gym. Then it, of course you don't get the results that you really want, but if you stay diligent and you keep, energizing yourself and motivating yourself to do it, at the end, the gold is going to be worth it. At the finish line, it's going to be definitely worth it.
0: Thank you, man. Hey, Drew, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate, uh, I know you've probably got work to head back to. And so thanks for taking your lunch time.
1: Danielle said I could, so.
3: Get back to work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anything final from you, sir?
3: Like
1: Dave said, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you don't have to be at that point um, to do it when we started yeah we were paycheck to paycheck but we weren't uh having to borrow money to pay our bills we weren't really really hurting this class was coming up and danielle offered to pay for it for us and i thought what the heck um you know what what could it possibly hurt and we did it and it totally changed our lives so glad we did it then before we were in a much worse place.
0: You were in denial in the front side.
1: <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. When we took it, we realized we were in a much worse place than we Cause, thought. Because I
0: just heard Drew say, we were fine. No, we, we didn't have any problems. Yeah, we were living paycheck to paycheck, but we were okay. And then he takes the course, right? And then boom. Yep.
2: Carmen, and I hate to interrupt, but I need to make sure everybody knows this. If you've ever gone through the class, you can go over and over and over and over. Maybe you missed something on investing or you missed something on real estate or you missed something in budgeting. Do it again. That's free for
0: everybody. Danielle, you get the last word.
3: Add to Frank's real quick too. That's nice because when you start, you might be on baby step one or two or three for a while. So to go back maybe a year or two later and pick back up on the things you haven't been through yet is a good refresher. Um, my last thing is people are so important to me and my team is so important to me. So for all the owners that are watching, invest in your people. The reason we started this is because every quarter we sit down with our team and we they think of goals that they have, whether they're personal or for the shop. And I noticed a trend. Most everybody had a financial goal. And most of them is because they were living paycheck to paycheck. And so as an owner, I thought, well, what could I do to help? I love these people. They're my team. And so I encourage all of the owners out there to listen to your team and to invest in them and help change their lives. It's just incredible. Like watching Drew right now, I'm just so excited like, <laughs> that he's doing so awesome and that he could be debt-free by the end of the year. Like That's just so cool. And then what's to come after that is just, who knows? I mean, big things. So um, yeah, invest in your people.
0: Wow, you guys went beyond my expectations. I am so, so happy you all could find the time today to come on. Daniel uh, Bowman, owner of Highway 7 Service Center, Newell, Iowa, and her technician, Drew Horton, from Highway 7 in Newell. Dave Martin's with us here, owner of Martin's Auto Repair, Phoenix, Arizona, and Frank Scandura from Frank's European, Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks, everyone. Have a great, great weekend. Thanks, Carm.
1: Thanks, Carm. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Carm.